0: hey gene how you doing i'm doing all right oh damn it i wanted to start this one with a special intro uh hold on (laughs) it's okay Um, all right we need to count all right are we we Um, no 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 all right special intro go imagine yourself in a pristine green field surrounded by wildflowers (laughs) and all of a sudden you see a dead dog and on that dead dog's body are written the words my dearest (laughs) gene i don't know when i will record with you again but if the agency allows it uh we will read this is great we'll read how to lose the time war
1: i love it i love it that will make sense to no one who has not read this book but uh that's if, great. That you've you've you got me. You you were saying if, that
0: if that doesn't sell the book to people, nothing will probably. No,
1: no, that's not how you sell the book. Uh, I'm I'm Gene Amba and I am Willow Payne, and we make library comics together. And sometimes we talk about books on Bookstab or two. And today we're discussing uh, this is how you lose the time war by Amal el motar and Max Gladstone. It's a novella. It's a pretty quick read, um, <laughs> and Willow just. Just kind of made a lovely reference to it. Uh, I
0: I basically I basically summarized the entire book in two sentences. I I think.
1: I think that that's a that's an okay book talk for it. But my book talk would go something more like uh, more like, and this is a warning that we're going to spoil everything. Although this book talk won't spoil everything, we are going to spoil everything about this book. Um, my book talk would be something like: there are two women, they're warriors on opposite sides of of a time war, as the title tells you, but not just a time war, but it's like a war that stretches across different realities as well. Um, Their names are red and blue. Um, They can seemingly move like up and down the thread of time, like up thread into the past, down thread into the future. They can move across the strands of time too. Time is kind of a braid of these strands and the strands seem to be other realities. They fight mostly with subtle influence. Sometimes there are big outright battles uh, none of which really appear in this book, but you see the aftermath of them. And their assignments can take like a moment or a lifetime. And the thing is, they're each the kind of star uh, agent for the side they're working for. Um, and the the whole thing is is very insane. It's like a tour through different science fiction landscapes. Uh, and it begins with, with red on this like uh, bloodstained battlefield far in the future which isn't the future to her it's the past to her and um she finds a letter they start writing to each other back and forth secretly uh because they don't want their uh leaders to know because it's kind of kind of forbidden they're not they're not allowed to interact directly with each other so they start leaving letters to each other kind of taunting at first and they keep writing each other and they slowly fall in love and that's how the book unfolds and that's all i would say yes that would be my book that is that is a that
0: is a An excellent summation of the events of How
1: to Lose the Time War. Now, I'm going to stop for a second, and I'm going to say, I've had a, like, January is always a very tough month Mm -hmm. for me. Like, we're recording this at the beginning of February, but January is a tough month because I have to do so much accounting, so much year-end accounting. And I've had a wonderful January despite that because... I have read so many books that I liked, and I'm in the middle of a couple that I'm enjoying right now, besides this one, which I really, really loved. Uh, I'm reading the new Jonathan Stroud book, YA kind of fut- futuristic post-apocalyptic book set in, set in England. It's kind of a heist novel. It's very fun. Um, I read uh, a Lewis Trondheim book that NBM is putting out. It's a fantasy series that uh, Fanagraphics started putting out a couple years ago and then stopped after the first book. Uh, This one contains three of the volumes originally published in French, and I'm hopeful they're going to bring out all 12 of the original French volumes in four volumes uh, in the U.S. in English over the next uh, couple years. Uh, the The title of that series is Ralph Azam. Very exciting. It's a fantasy series. It's kind of along the lines of Dungeon, but nothing like Dungeon. It's superpowers and sword fights and a big bad villain. Very, very good book. And I'm also reading Cat Rambo's You Sexy Thing, which is just so much fun. And uh, it's so much fun without being silly that it's just it's the it's the only kind of space opera with cooking that I've read ever. It's very, very odd. But 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 I'm having a good time reading. Are you having a good time reading Willow? Uh,
0: outside of the books that we've been reading for the podcast, I haven't read anything else. I would like to. <laughs>
1: I, I think I, I have the sense you're waiting for the books to come and find you, which, which as a strategy, doesn't work very well for me. I have to tell you. No,
0: I know, I know. Look, I'm a busy, I'm a busy person. I'm I'm very social on the internet, not in real life because COVID. Uh, I I I got like five hour phone calls every night. You know, I don't have time for I don't have okay. time to read except when I'm exercising.
1: <laughs> and I'm I'm much less social, I think, somehow. Uh, but I do try to exercise too. But it, so that,
0: That's where we. Okay, so well, and and when we work together and we record a podcast together, we
1: we meet a couple times. Um. That's true. So you're you're reading a lot and i'm curious i'm reading a lot i'm loving i'm loving it i'm loving it and this book was on my to read shelf for a long time you're
0: high on the book hog which was once a a a potential name for this podcast was the book hogs (laughs) that's true you're high on the hog uh i gotta know how does this book rank against these other these other books in the in the
1: book trough for the book hog oh my god uh how does it rank? Well, it's my favorite length for a work of fantasy or science fiction. Okay. It's short. So so it ranks very, very highly for that. And I hadn't read a prose novel that I'd liked this much probably. I, it, it's been a while. I mean, I'd have to go back a bit to find something that really pulled me in this much. Um, so at least at least in this way, this kind of adventurous kind of switching back and forth way. Uh, and I don't tend to like epistolatory novels, but this one was great. So it was a surprise from that. So it ranks very, very highly. I I, I think this is probably my favorite of the books that I just read. Wow. Including the Trondheim, who's my favorite cartoonist, yeah. Or have just read or am reading.
0: Wow, so you you really did enjoy this.
1: I really did like this book. I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) no surprise. No surprise there, ma'am. But, uh... I, yeah I, I I think um something I like in books uh that really worked for me here was uh short chapters um I do like time travel stories but I, I don't tend to love time travel stories uh my other my other favorite time travel story is John Crowley's uh, the great work of time which is also a very short book um, and I I, I I like I like how this book is overwritten like it's overwritten in a way that the length allows it to, to, to do without being annoying to me. It, it's so it it's it's just so good. Well, why? How could you not like this book?
0: I can well, I can offer many reasons why I did not like this book, and I and I will <laughs> because that is
1: what we do here on Bookstabber. Um, well, well, I have to say, so 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 the opening the opening scene is about red. Yep, red is on that battlefield. Uh, red works for some some like there's a lot more about red at the beginning of the book red red works for the agency in some kind of futuristic what we would call futuristic uh future right (laughs) like she has pseudo i mean she has pseudo skin she's kind of like as much machine technology as she is flesh and blood if she is flesh and blood very much that is that is Uh, one of
0: the you you're immediately listing the things that i had a really hard time with this book is that it's in a futurey future that has so little actual detail to it and she's she's some kind of cyborg maybe it's not really
1: clear well her her clothing is programmable matter and 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 there's a reference to she looks she looks like a woman kind of right but does she like not exactly does she that's what that's what it says right but does she
0: have hair does she have ears does she have eyeballs i need to know these things
1: well, I think she looks different for each of her assignments because she has to blend in. That's why we don't see it because because she has to look very very different. Well, you, they well, you do, say yeah. I no, I red appreciate
0: red. that, but they with the, through the power of narration, they could describe what she looks like at any given time.
1: <laughs> yes, but brilliantly, they don't. They oh, don't because, it's brilliant yeah, that I, they don't do that. I, it struck me as again, I don't like the the explainingness of a lot of books, and I I I think this worked here. You know, she's wandering across this battlefield, making sure everyone's dead. Uh, and she finds a letter. She thinks it's a trap and the letter, the, the letter, I don't know if it's on the, on the envelope. It says burn before reading because right. of course it's a time travel narrative, right? Which I, which I liked. That was great. That was great. Was,
0: yes. That was a very cute joke. And that it was a great, it might joke. be the only one in the whole book.
1: <laughs> and then, and then in the letter blue talks about how, uh, she's a warrior from the garden. Um, and, and she makes reference to the fact that like this this war is kind of like a game of tic-tac-toe where once once it's in play everybody has to make a set of almost moves that are almost predetermined and, and what, what I like about it is she thanks her for kind of invigorating her because red is apparently such a good uh actor for the agency such a good warrior that that she's making blue try harder and what what had felt very boring for a while right like imp- the implication is so right?
0: I'll start off by saying that when I when I got the audiobook on my Libby app, I was so excited that it was only 4 hours long because that is <laughs> that's such an amazing short length. I was like, "Oh my god, I can knock this out in like 2 days."
1: It took I cannot imagine how I cannot imagine how this would work as an audiobook.
0: Well, so I'll crazy. tell you. Uh and and I'm not knocking this for being an audiobook. Um but here's the thing. It took me a week to get through those 4 hours because it was it was like pulling teeth. I, I'm even listening to it on like 1.5 speed, and it's it's mm-hmm. such slow going. I can only listen to it for like 10 minutes at a time. If I'm like, God, do something,
1: so 1.5 speed seems like a sin to me. I, I cannot imagine listening to a book that. I, now,
0: here's the thing. I thought this was really I I liked this about the audiobook, but I but they did a bad job with it. Uh, Red and blue are played by different voice actors, and they and they both narrate different parts uh reflecting Mm -hmm. what character we're following at the time and i thought oh that's really clever the voice actors that they got to voice these characters sound identical to me the only way you can tell them apart is that uh blue is just a hair breathier in the way that she talks and like is a little bit more like coy and ironic and red is just a little bit more matter of fact. That is the only way to distinguish them.
1: There it is. I, I'm, highly, I'm highly curious. Do they have accents? Do they have British accents in there. Uh,
0: they have American accents. There's no, there is yeah. no British. There's so no weird. cultural anything. It, it is American accent the whole way through.
1: Um. Well, I would I would have given one of them some kind of accent just to just to differentiate them, I guess. But but but, you know, maybe not. Maybe they tried that and it didn't work. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it seems problematic to me that their voices would sound similar. So,
0: yeah, it yeah, it, it, it is but. problematic. Well, especially because every time that I got back into listening to it, there was always mm-hmm. about like a minute <laughs> where I was listening. To it, it was like, OK, I have no idea who's talking right now. I, <laughs> I have to figure mm-hmm. out who is talking right now and And eventually some detail be like, okay, it's that one it's it's be, because for a good portion of the early book, they're pretty hard to actually tell apart because they don't give mm. you crucial details as to what makes these like we learn later that the the agency in the garden are you know what makes them unique, although not enough for my taste personally it is it is just the barest of information, and even then it's not good information. Um, so I want to compare this off the bat to the last romance book we read, even though this is not YA, although you could probably give this to a teenager. I don't think it's inappropriate.
1: I would, I would have loved this as a teenager. Um,
0: uh, so the last romance book we read, or the only romance book we read prior to this was, uh, this,
1: the sun is also, a yes, star. thank
0: you. The sun is also a star by Nicola, 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 Yoon. Nicola Yoon. And I had a lot of problems with that one. Um, This solves one of the major problems that I had with that book, which is that, to me, the romance in this does feel real. I believe that these two characters fall in love with each other because it's enough of a slow burn. It's not immediate. And we actually are there Mm -hmm. the entire time with every single message they send back and forth. And so you're like, okay, this develops over time. They can appreciate things about each other. They're clearly both very verbose deadly interesting super agents they have a lot in common because they are especially soldier spies from the end of time i you know if i were describing this book to myself via time travel past me would say that sounds really cool <laughs> but it fails
1: on it fails <laughs> on other levels um well, i think i think it's i think it's made to be read like like cuz it it goes like kind of description of a scene and then the 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 character finding the letter from the other character and then the letter from the other character and then the next scene is described where the 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 character who wrote the letter the previous letter is in some setting in time in in reality and then they find another letter and then the letter so so it's it's written in these chunks these kind of like like paired chunks that um i i feel like the ability to look at, because it's supposed to be a text letter of sorts, although we can talk about the nature of the letters, which I think is brilliant. Um, like it's supposed to be a text letter that, that is quote unquote read. I feel like it works so much better in a book than I can ever imagine it would work in an audiobook. book. Like, like, like I just could not have have looked at the details and kind of tried to, tried to like stopped and tried to parse out what was going on, what I knew about the reality. And then going back to the story. Whereas for you, like like this is why I don't like audiobooks. If if I was listening to an audiobook, I'd have been pausing it, trying to digest, popping back ten seconds, listening again. Like I couldn't have found exactly the place, but on the page I could find the place. And I think that's how this book is meant to be taken in. Sure. Do you, do you know what I, I, mean? I mean
0: I don't want to get hung up on the distinction between listening to audiobooks and, and reading with your eyeballs. Um that's all well and good, and I appreciate that. That you.
1: you... Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm not crapping on audiobooks, but 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 I think in this case, like I really, if I had been listening to an audiobook, just the way that I process that information, it would have not worked for me. Like I would not have loved well, this book, but I loved it on the. Well, page.
0: this book is hard to process no matter what because it. So for a lot of people, the selling point of this book is that it has incredibly poetic language, and especially in the in the letters themselves and i i do have some appreciation for that i i enjoy the the language being used and and the you know but it also it kind of feels like the authors in some way are almost it, i i mean as much as any author when they're writing like they're they're playing pretend right I, I i'm not i'm not trying to say that authors shouldn't pretend to be other people that's how writing happens uh, okay that's a that's a we're, i'm gonna not get on that point that's whatever <laughs>
1: well I I, th- I I think I think they were having a good time. It just felt like they were having a good yeah, time yeah
0: no, they were and that's and that's cool so okay the the actual point that i that I would like to talk about <laughs> the, the okay. thing the thing that bothers me probably more than anything else is i and I never thought about this before because I've never read a book that lacked this as much as this book, and so now it's and so now it's become really obvious to me. But I think something that is crucial to many stories, and I think is surprisingly crucial to the subject of romance, is context. And that is exactly what this story doesn't have. When I think about Pride and Prejudice, which is a romance novel that I really enjoy and have come back to a couple times, you know, I've read it, I've watched multiple uh, film adaptations of it. It's a great story. It's it it's worth revisiting. Pride and Prejudice. I can I can picture those characters in my mind. I know what Mister Darcy looks like, and even if even if you have a twist on what he looks like, I like he's still recognizable in some form. The I I know who Elizabeth Bennet is. I know what the world they lived in is because it was a real place in time in history. That that there are books written about that that history is can inform us on. I don't know anything about red or blue. I don't know anything about what it is to exist at the end of time. I don't know why they're fighting the time war. And I mean, I'm sure the authors would tell you that that isn't actually important to what's happening in this book, but I disagree. I disagree. I think why they're fighting a war that is in the title of the book is incredibly important to the context, uh, like because it's not obvious at any point why, after they're madly in love each, with each other, why they don't leave. They're time travelers. They're
1: superheroes. Like, well, I think they're totally. I think I think it's totally like I, I I disagree. I I think the context is pretty clear. The context is this conflict. The context is that they're they're warriors and that they are supposed to be. Uh, on opposite sides, right? and and th- that's kind of enough. And then the like no, see that's that's history. not enough
0: because what happens when the agent what, what happens if the agency wins the time war?
1: Well, I don't think I don't think the time war is is winnable, per se. but like like I think that it, like I'm not quite clear where the garden exists, which is where uh, blue comes from, where blue civilization is. but but they seem to be at different in different sections of the the timeline and the agency is very clearly in the far what would be the far future and the garden i think is too but they exist maybe on different strands and and the reason that the agents aren't allowed to come together and and basically fight each other is that if if they do like if you were like there's something in there where blue says like if if uh like we're so embedded in the in the strands basically as agents of the garden that if if we're torn out, like if, if we're removed, we, uh, like it allows all this chaos in and both, uh, both the garden and the agency fear chaos and they fear chaos because if there's chaos, maybe they wouldn't be further, um, further down thread down thread in the future anymore. Right. Like, like if you change time too much, you don't end up, you don't end up where either of these two exist. So I think they are, but it, basically, fighting to my, my idea is that they're, they're fighting to be the future. Although gar, the garden isn't quite clearly in the future, I, I think it's not in the past. So it's so so.
0: It's a very confusing. M- m- it's a very confusing setting. Like one of the chapters, and I found this interesting. I I liked this because it was sort of comic booky and fun. Uh, they talk a lot about Atlantis in one of the chapters and how. Across these strands, and when they say strands, we're, I think we're meant to understand like mirror universes that that they, they're I think ba- so too. Dif- different realities. Right? They're basically infinite realities, and so some of them have an Atlantis, and what the ones that have an Atlantis, it's a crapshoot as to what Atlantis actually is. Some of them have spaceships. Some of them are just a Greek
1: city state on an island atlantic right but it always sinks right sometimes there's crystals and flying platforms and spaceships and right whatever it's
0: but. a very terry pratchett sort of plot device because it's intentionally silly and i and i like that about it even though i don't normally like terry pratchett but that's i like
1: but it's but but, but it's not it's not played for a laugh here i right? think
0: i like, well i don't think it's not played for a laugh it's it's is it ha funny no is it oh that's cute yes
1: Yes, it is. It is. Oh, that's cute. But and I think Red is the one who's there, and Red is trying to keep Atlantis from sinking, the Atlantis she's in from sinking, so that so that there's so the technology comes on a little earlier in in that in that strand, right? Like she's trying to hold the lava back. She's using all of her technology, trying to give people time to escape. People who know things that won't be known for centuries otherwise. Like like that's what I remember from that chapter. And and so so if you look at that, like Red is trying to bring about like kind of trying to reinforce the future she comes from right
0: yeah i well i i know you're go- you're not going to appreciate any comparison that i make but i think that if i think that if we had made the terminator films which is a story about a time <laughs> war right i think that if we had yep. made those movies but we had made them just a really vague, like we like I know what Skynet wants. I know what the humans want. it's it's super clear what the terms of that time war are, and that gives it a lot of meaning sure. if if it's sure. if it's indistinguishable what happens when Skynet wins versus what happens when the humans win, then then it doesn't
1: have a lot of impact, right? Yeah, right. Right, 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 but 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 I agree with you. But like that's kind of a closed loop between like now and like however many years in the future that like the the future scenes in the Terminator movies take place. And this is far far has a far greater scope. This is like almost all of time and all of not quite all of space because it's all around well, the Earth. Well, uh, I, I have but, but I have, it's, but it's okay. I, I I I agree with you that it's vague. I, I, I agree with you. I'm doing some interpretation here in, in what I'm saying about it. Um, and, and I understand that you don't like books like that. But I, but for me, I found this so pleasing because everything wasn't described in great deal. Everything wasn't super explaining. Like, like we know how much I hate that. So I, I, I accept what you were saying for you, that you you wanted more of a clear context like a, a Jane well, Austen. It's, it's, like it's not life. just
0: context, but because it's a romance, I need to know more about red and blue. These are our main characters that we spend the entire book with them. They're they're the lovers. They're they're the Romeo and Juliet. They are the star-crossed lovers. But but I know who Romeo and Juliet are, I know what they look like. I know what the world they live in looks like. I I can't say that about red and blue. Even their names are made are exist to be as intentionally vague as possible, which irritates me on some level. Love is, is not about the vague. It's about the specific.
1: But I don't think, I don't think they have uh, lives really outside of, outside of what they're doing in time on behalf of their civilization. I, I think that's the thing. They are created to be these warriors and they have a few things that come out like later. Like we find out that red, um, I think it's red. liked to read when she was a little kid. We find out that Blue was actually cut off from the garden's kind of hive mind for a while because she was sick, and the the garden, capital G, couldn't couldn't have her as part of it. And then she was brought back in. So she was she was she's a very strange agent for the garden. And, and we find out they're both oddballs, kind of in their own context, right? I mean, l- like that's that's kind of enough for me. And then to see how they. How they uh, carry out their orders, but also thwart each other, and and how and the creativity and how they leave letters to each other and what they say—it's enough for me to create to create the idea of a character that allows me enough of a scaffolding to hang my own ideas on, which I think is all is all that is. I, right? Yeah, but
0: I don't I don't want I don't want a scaffolding to hang my ideas on. I want the author to write a book for me um i know so i had the same problem i tried to read at your behest for the podcast i tried to read max gladstone's uh three parts dead which i will now read
1: on my own and and i'm sure i'm gonna i
0: right i got i got to like the end of the first chapter of that book and i i hated it so much because did you hate it for
1: for the vagueness? Yes,
0: it's so vague. I I will tell you the, the oh, that, that makes me that makes me so the, excited to the read open it. <laughs> the opening chapter of that book, which is pure madness. Is that our protagonist falls like a million feet out of the sky from a magic school in the sky, di- almost dies when she hits the ground because of course you would wakes up with a business card on her that's like come work for us. It's not it not. And, and and at some point we're told that that god's exist and people dig latrines and that she's wearing khakis and none of these details jive together on any level there's no description of like you know the towering uh castle looming over the lake it's like no 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 you don't know what anything looks like nothing matters this character could be a por- uh, could be like a giant pig woman it doesn't matter the <laughs> These details is is it is it, is it is
1: it is it weird to you that this this anti book talk is is like a book talk that makes me want to read the book?
0: Yes, uh, yes, you and I, <laughs> you and I are uh, the actual action- we're we're black spy and white spy right now. We are the true enemies of the time war, except that the time war is about what things are good to read in fiction. <laughs>
1: This is how you lose the book. This warp. is how you
0: yes, you keep reading books you don't like and arguing about them.
1: Oh my gosh, I, 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 okay, for, forget the vagueness for a minute because 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 yeah. I think we have to. Move okay, on for that's that. fine. There's so much. There, 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 there's so much. There's so much clever. So many clever things in this. There's a letter that's uh, in a liquid that um, Blue has to read by bubbling the liquid and then f- seeing the code in the bubbles and getting the letter from red that's the first letter right there, there's a letter that's uh i can't remember like like red is trying to to red collects some bones some specific bones to throw into the wind in a chasm at a certain moment that are going to create a frequency that's going to inspire somebody to to do something and, and, and that, that will kind of nudge the future in the direction red wants it to go and blue changes the the bones enough that when red throws them into the wind it's a it's a different set of notes and it's actually decodable as a letter yeah i didn't i didn't
0: care for that uh no i i appreciate Uh. i appreciate the butterfly flaps its wings changes the future concept but we live in a we live in a world where that idea is is well like it it's not obvious why each single multiverse every single individual universe that they go to only one tiny tiny thing can be changed about it that that determines the future of that entire universe and it's always the most arbitrary thing it's like oh no well
1: it's it, it, it but 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 it's not determining the future it's nudging it, it a lot of times it's nudging it. it it is it is making sure that it stays on track to become their future i think that's that's what i saw in this is like oh they, like like sometimes it's a big battle like at the beginning like red is covered with blood there's like spaceships all around corpses that are kind of mechanized skeletons like, like it's well, crazy right she's covered in
0: let me let me exp- let me say something that which is that you you don't like books that are that you're considering to be explaining but and and i can understand there is such a thing as too much exposition i don't like too much exposition i don't like reading tolkien i don't like the council of elrond there's a lot of books that are too much exposition for me <laughs> however on a very basic level, every book, every story, every form of fiction, is is on some level some the author, the creator, explaining something to the audience that it's unavoidable
1: on a certain level. Oh, I know! I know the book we have to read now. I, I know the book we have to read together. Okay. We we have to read "You Sexy Thing" by Cat Rambo, the the one I talked about earlier, because it's a uh, it's a space opera and it's told in third person omniscient point of view so almost everything is explained it's explained it's explained in a crazy way in crazy depth so that you can see into everybody's head I and mean, you you kind of but know you what's just going said, on I mean, so wait a,
0: this is a book you love
1: but you just said you hate e books i'm really enjoying i'm really enjoying it though yeah 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 i mean i mean on, on average i do not like e books but cat cat rambo is doing it with such style and panache that i'm really enjoying it and I think maybe, maybe that would be a book for you. I'm just, I'm, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that after we yeah, the yeah. podcast. Maybe that'll be something we pick up for uh, the one after this. But
0: yeah, so the, all right, let's talk about the, the, the letters themselves, because that is the meat of the book. If you cut that out, there's no book, right?
1: Right. So okay. the le- I mean it's, it's not the, it's not the meat of the book. It's half the meat of the book.
0: Well, no, but if you I'm saying literally, if you took those out, the rest of it would be incomprehensible. Like it would just be weird.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. I mean it's it's a novella, so everything is necessary, which which is why I like this letter. Right. But, yeah.
0: but I mean the the concept of the book really is the 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 parts that are explaining around the letters. I feel like to some extent you could cut. You you know there are books like uh, mm. Griffin and Sabine right like there are books that are just letters back and oh. forth.
1: I would hate that so much. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> so okay.
1: So the letters. What, what what do you want to talk about the letters?
0: Well, uh, I I'm not alone in this belief. I've been looking at the reviews this morning, and mm-hmm. although the letters, you know, it's as if it's as if William Shakespeare is writing a letter back and forth to Christopher Marlowe that, you know, it has that overly lavish level of writeriness of, of just wordcraft. It, to me, what I don't like about it is that it seems like pure sophistry. It is style without substance.
1: Hmm. I mean, I I don't think it has to have uh, a lot of substance because it just has to go from taunting to, kind of kind of being being a little bit more compelling and sharing a little bit about themselves um, to attraction right Well
0: y- yes, it does have to be that, but what you're what you're describing is like, yeah, that's the outline of the book. what the magic has to happen is in it ha- it has to surprise you. it has to it has to give you something, you know, every every scene in in a story that that moves someone, is, it has to has to go above and beyond. It has to do more than what is expected. No one ever, you know, got excited for the most boring story in the world, right? That did everything that they Correct. expected Correct. it to. Correct.
1: I will. I will give you that point.
0: Um, and so, you know, I went into this book not knowing anything about it. it. Was I only saw the cover? I was like, okay, there's there's a red bird and there's a blue bird, and it's called Time War. Uh, mm-hmm. That that gives me of just the barest inkling of an idea. As soon as she starts, as soon as Red reads that first letter in chapter one, I was like, oh, this is Enemies to Lovers, which I don't have a problem with. It was very obvious from that moment. It was like, this is a romance book. This is Enemies to Lovers specifically, which I don't have the numbers because I'm not a a romance reader with a capital R. But um, I think that's probably like the most popular form of most popular subgenre of romance right now.
1: I mean, Star Wars did it to death, right?
0: Oh yeah, when Luke Skywalker Wars, no, makes kidding. out with his dad.
1: <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> so, so anyway, I mean, uh, is there yeah.
0: something? Is there something I'm not picking up on? No, I, do, I don't. Know. Sorry,
1: sorry. i was just trying to be random. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's 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 obvious. I give you that. And and I
0: don't I don't I mind mean, it being obvious. All romance, to some extent, is obvious because it has to. Be, and and I appreciate the conflict. I think I think this has the conflict that um the uh, the sun is also a star did not have that this it is a more believable uh accessible conflict that prevents our two lovers from getting together which is the thing that drives the the romance in the story the, you know you want these two crazy kids to get together but something's
1: keeping them apart uh but i <laughs> You, you, you think that that the girl was getting uh, deported the next day or that evening was not enough to keep them from keep them apart?
0: We, well, we've already did a whole episode about that. If you if you want to know what I my know, thoughts are, you can go back and listen to it. No, no, it's I fine. It's I maintain fine. that I didn't think it was enough. The way that it was done in the book, because due to the the timeline of events, and it still.
1: I, I want to hear your thoughts about these letters. Like, what bothered you about them?
0: You know, I. I, I thought it was okay at the beginning that we. It, it's a little tete a Ted. It's a back and forth of. Oh, I've I've ruined this computer that you were going to use to change the future. Hot, like you know. Okay, the enemy's part is fine. It's I don't love. Right, they're they're kind of they're kind of
1: they're kind of thwarting. I each don't other,
0: I don't right? love that part. It's fine. I I totally believe that they fall in love with each other because they from as far as we can tell because this is our basically our only window into these characters' worlds. I totally believe that they fall in love with each other because they have no one else to be emotional towards because it seems like neither of their cultures value the concepts of being emotional or having a partner or any of these things,
1: right? So r- uh- r- right, right although some of the assignments are like lifetime long assignments to like basically be be a spouse to someone and to like boost that guy's confidence so he can do this and push the future in that direction. Right. I mean, it's very strange. So they do have some, some context sometimes in their, in their lives, but yeah, but, but it doesn't feel real. Like this feels, but also, so,
0: so, but this is also something that bothers me is the idea of like, if you were, uh, if you were a soldier spy from the end of time, you you know, I agree that you would actually speak Shakespearean some of the time, but also sometimes you would speak like a punk who sniffs glue in the seventies. Sometimes <laughs> you know, sometimes you would speak like a like a prospector in the old west. It, the the language actually is not interesting enough for what it is and, and frankly, the things that they're saying is just very vapid poetry. Like it's it it, it is it fulfills the aesthetic of describing like, I love you because you are like spring rain because you are like, you know, the, you are the scent upon my pillow. You know, that's
1: all well and good. Well, 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 but but, but again, so I think, I think that you are right if this was real, but, but it's not right. And, and, and I'm not trying to say that it doesn't have to seem real, but I think the writers had to make a choice to try to keep the, tone consistent for the characters but that's but they and, have
0: the same tone and
1: that also upsets me that no no i i i, I think that's a that's a valid criticism they have the same tone. right like, like okay if you, if you don't like the tone if this doesn't work for you it's it doubles down on it and and if that doesn't work for you at all then this book is very very hard now i will say that when i first picked this book up years ago when it first came out i read maybe two exchanges and i put the book down i was like, man. This language bothers me, but this time i I was kind of ready for it, and I'd been meaning to pick it up and try to read it again. And I was prepared not to like it, but i I because I had read a little bit of it beforehand, I think I had inoculated myself against that reaction to some extent. and i and i I went in and i, I my brain accepted the choice this time for whatever reason. not that I like reading letters between anybody. I do not like reading letters other people wrote that are not to me. yeah and and it worked for me. It, it was a very clear choice and you can say that that one of them is like they're kind of building a language between like themselves right L- like like they kind of start to ape each other a little bit more and they kind of start to be poetic and be jokey in the same way like when um there was a, I think there Red was is, an early
0: joke. Is, there was an early joke where one of them said that your princess is in another castle and that was that's the kind of thing that i'm looking for that it's which is it doesn't have to be a Mario reference or anything, but it has to be something that informs the reader that yes, this person actually is from the end of time and has all of history to pull from, right?
1: Well, well, well and, and like when uh, when Red is with the Mongol hordes for decades and is a soldier with the Mongol hordes and uh, finds finds a letter. Oh, the letter is uh, it's embedded in a tree. It's it's embedded in the rings of a tree. So it took centuries to create the letter, and. And kind of kind of affecting the the nutrients going to the tree and whatnot, so that the rings are differently spaced and 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 red sees that in a cut tree and um realizes it's a letter and decodes it. and like one of blue's first lines is um something like how many how many boards would the Mongols hoard if the Mongol horde got bored, which is funny and not Shakespearean at all right? I don't
0: even remember so part of the problem of this book is that. It has a kind of monotony to it that for me it was very easy to just like to just it was white noise at a certain point um <laughs> the the ending of this book is genuinely confusing to me because i i had to look up what other people were saying the ending was because i was so you know so this is big spoiler time um
1: what well, what well, well, well yeah, yeah so yeah, big yeah, spoiler yeah. time
0: okay uh the agency is aware at some point that Red is communicating with Blue, that they know that there, at least an attempt at communication has been made, and
1: the agent... Well, well, no, 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 they think Blue is communicating with Red and is trying to turn her Yes. to their side, right. to the garden side. I, I don't see that as a meaningful distinction, but that's fine. Um, well, because because they, they don't know that Red has contacted her back. They can just see that, like, right. in the... In the frame of time and realities that that blue keeps coming closer and closer well, to any- red, and they assume it's blue. Right. Anyway, they want
0: red to to communicate, in so much as to as a to make available an assassination attempt against blue using poison and mind
1: control and things via a letter that that red red tells blue in, in the last communication. Do not read my next letter. Right. It will kill so, you. Right. right. So what happens is uh, blue's in I think Victorian London, right and uh, this, it, no it's called uh it's called uh london next no london next right was that see i don't know it it, it, it yeah the, yeah there, there was kind of a london next it's it's uh, it's uh it's like uh, It's described as the kind of london other london's dream of dream of being or something like that right it's sepia tone dirigible but this whole
0: I. okay it, that's fine i didn't uh, see i didn't get that out of it because the, the because the language is so poetic in this book that it it's not obvious when something is or isn't a metaphor as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Like, Mm. like, like it's what is literal and what is metaphor
1: is. So the, the line is not drawn. Um, Well, I think there are very few metaphors in the descriptive chapters, but I, but I think that it's hard to, it's hard to parse what exactly is going on sometimes because you, you, you're not, it's not being described like for us. It's being described. I think the
0: literal, I think the literal chapters still are, are pretty, over the top, but that's fine. Anyway, okay, so so Blue gets this letter that she can tell is is not authentically from red, and that there is a there's a poison involved um on the coated on a flower or something. And and she ultimately decides that she's going to poison herself with it intentionally because I guess you know, being this super soldier through time is very difficult and she can't be with red which is what she really wants and and
1: you know it's it's very romeo and Juliet. she's gonna poison herself uh well well but i think it's more it's more that she can't not read a letter from from red like she can't she can't help herself she she knows she's gonna read it and she's gonna die in reading it
0: sure that i'm i'm willing to accept that i didn't uh i didn't get that from the text but that's fine so so she poisons herself, she dies, Red shows up and tries to do something about it. And then the 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 rest of the book from that point onward is so hard to literally understand what is happening to me. Um okay. my my understanding and I think this was incorrect was that um I know that she she gets into garden in the in the post time whatever you want to call that because they don't have a word for it who needs a word for the place mm. where the characters are from that'd be crazy <laughs> um, in in the in the afterworld uh, she manages
1: what's the it's it's called co- it's called the garden it's just called yeah but garden. that
0: doesn't tell me wh- I don't know how how she gets into the garden but it's not obvious how she does it what what how do they get through time do they have magic watches do they have a TARDIS I would like to know I would like to have unanswer. An even if it's not the comprehensive <laughs> one it it doesn't have to be the world's it, if you could literally say it's like they're children of Santa Claus and they
1: twinkle their ears. I don't care um well so 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 I I, I think what happens toward the end is that is that uh like red has to go to the place where where uh, garden planted um, planted blue in reality and raised her and 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 what 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 red realizes is that that somehow that 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 disease that um that blue had like the sickness that blue had when she was a child that separated her from garden for a little bit is the thing that might save her and i think that was actually it turns out that was red acting to save her so red flees the agency goes into garden does something um to the young version of blue um and then and then uh Red becomes the shadow that's been chasing herself throughout time as well she she fears it's the agency, right? She fears it's an agent of the agency that's going to kill her when they find out what she's up to. But it turns out the shadow that's been chasing her is herself. She gathers like all of the information, all of the stuff that that it that's left over um, after uh, blue and red communicate all the bits of letters and stuff and from that, she is able to kind of recreate in some sense because the the way the 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 poisoned letter that red wrote to blue on behalf of the agency works is that it removes her from all of time and all of reality but this is able to create enough of her that there's like some speck of her and then i think i think what happens at the end is that red is taken in by the agency because they think she's a traitor because she's been to garden and back out, and they can—they've tracked her down and can see that something's really, really wrong. And so they're going to do away with her. So they throw her in a cell, but then, um, of course, like Blue is alive and is and and sets her free, or it gives her the opportunity to set her free. But it's like they still can't be together at the end. Is is my take on the very, very ending. Like like this is kind of the best they can hope for, right? Just, I know, know I, I know Red Ghost. I know Red sides. is
0: locked in a in a gulag at the end, and and Blue like delivers a letter herself. So part of the the, the problem, the confusion that I had, um, and this is I think this is huge. Now, if if people read this book and say Willow, this book was entirely under it, it was it was entirely possible to understand if you have a twelfth grade re- reading level. <laughs> you just you just didn't pay attention uh you you know clearly big words are too hard for you if, if if anyone wants to say that i i will i will accept it i will be the big dummy i will pronounce the world that i am entirely i'm a pseudo-intellectual in every way i don't know anything about books you, that's fine but god uh so the the thing that i thought was happening versus the thing that wikipedia is telling me was happening
1: oh don't trust wikipedia I mean, well on.
0: i don't think i don't know that anyone would go onto wikipedia and lie about how to lose the time war
1: <laughs> they what what, what, what what does wikipedia say is happening? well
0: wikipedia says that and i think it probably agrees with you that so red goes into garden and using time travel which makes sense because they're time travelers uh manages to inoculate blue at an at an early stage of her life against the poison that eventually will happen so that she's she's always immune to this poison from now on um right which which is fine i thought what was happening based on the description was i thought that red was cloning a new blue from like like the, the the description that i got was that like in order to sneak into garden she had to like cover herself in blue's like corpse remain somehow which was confusing to me well, well,
1: well, well she has to she has to have taken in some of the information from blue and make it part of herself so that garden will let her in right otherwise garden's defenses like just as a pure agent of the agency she can't go in to Garden, sure. That's fine. is, is my understanding. So, so so yeah, and 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 I think that I think that it's the inoculation. I mean, what's weird is the inoculation makes her not quite garden and that's the thing that makes her that makes blue capable of loving red later, right? So blue loves red because red inoculated her at some point in the past because she was dying from after receiving after being in this relationship, it's very circular. Right? Well,
0: yeah, I'm, and I'm fine with it, that. It, it, like, I'm a big fan of uh, 12 Monkeys, La Jete. i I'm a big fan of the time story, sure. the time travel paradox story. That, I, If that's what it is, that's fine. But I, it was not clear to me that that is what... Because I got mad. I actually got genuinely mad because after... No, here, <laughs> here was the thing I got mad about was the idea that the blue died of poison... And red, yeah. and and that means there's no more blue, theoretically, and that red is here being sad that blue is dead. And I was like, I was sitting over like, but they're time travelers; they can travel through time. Death is like both death and assassination are meaningless. Like she could easily do something using time travel to prevent that from happening. Realistically, o- or nothing in this book makes sense, which is also true. Um and so but okay so Wikipedia is telling me that she does technically use time travel to be able to inocula- inoculate blue in the past and therefore like in my mind I'm like okay well they did use time travel that's fine that checks out um I wish that I wish that I had gotten that from reading the book
1: well I think I think there's the idea the idea in this and it's it, it is in there in small places here and there is that like Is that like they're not there are treaties and they're not allowed to directly confront each other and and to do what red does to blue like for the most part like like the treaties don't allow well yeah but they're but they're breaking
0: the rules literally the entire book they're not supposed to
1: talk to all they do is break rules so the idea that no 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 it's not the talking to each other it's removing the other person because if you remove them if you remove agents of the other. Reality again, you can affect reality so badly that chaos pours in, and I think if chaos pours in, you may not end up with the agency or the garden. You may end up with something entirely different. So they're trying, they're trying to nudge the future in different ways, but toward toward one or the other. But they're not; they need to not change anything so much that. those futures aren't possible and this is part of the the, this is part
0: of the reason why context and stakes are both really important is because i don't care about that at all i (laughs) no that you're telling me the reader that okay so i (laughs) there's an eternal time and it doesn't matter they're always going to be in conflict with each other and oh but if they fucked up then a third thing happens that they don't even know about that i'm like no no i
1: i think you as the reader are, are are supposed to be wowed by the context in which these characters find themselves by the exploration of like the past and the future that that's in the book and the different realities. You're supposed to be like a kind of a science fiction fan that's along for the ride. And then like, like I think you're supposed to start to hope that these characters can find a way to uh, figure out for their love to survive. And then you're supposed to be rooting for red to bring blue back somehow like within the logic of the story. I think I think that's how it's supposed to work. Like at the beginning you're wowed by the book um and then and then you are invested in these these two beings um experiencing experiencing love and overcoming the obstacles in front of them. And and the context I I mean like if if you're reading for context I think that's Problematic, it's, right? Like I understand well, why you didn't like. Well,
0: I, I wouldn't say that I read for context. I would say that I require context to appreciate the things that happen. Mm. Okay, fair enough. It's a distinction. Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, I, I read for I read for setting a lot, as we've talked about before, and I found the setting of this very pleasing because it it skips around so much and everything is just very fantastic. Um, You know, it's in some ways you can say it's a it's a tour of different parts of the genre, but I don't think that's quite fair. I I, I think I think the still moments are they function as more than that as well. So I I don't know. know, I, I was I was along for the ride. Sounds like you weren't. You know, it's everything I like about a short book. <laughs> it's everything you don't I, like about a, about any kind of book. I, well, so.
0: I just, I've just, I've seen these ideas done better. I think, I, you know, the ideas of the multiverse and time wars. These are these are not particularly new. The idea of doing a romance story in that setting, sure, I'll grant that that's new, but it doesn't have, I think, the things that it, it needs from either of those genres in order to succeed. It, because it doesn't, it doesn't do a very good time war. Um, uh, and I, I think it does an okay romance, except that I, do I want the, do I want these characters to end up together? Yeah, because they, they have a pretty miserable plight otherwise. Um, but do I know anything about these characters? Could I, could I list five things about red? No, I can't. I actually can't do that. And I think that's a kind of a sin when it comes to this kind of yeah. thing.
1: I, I I want to tell you I haven't seen this done better anywhere. I, I think this is really pleasing. I mean I, I see it done so much more poorly in comics all the time with like retcons and you know time travel stories in comics that just kind of loop back on themselves. And yeah, but you've I, I, I but you've know.
0: seen the Terminator.
1: I have, but I like this better than the Terminator.
0: Well, all right, to each their own. Uh, the ter- the Terminator <laughs> okay, right. also. I mean I'm not to say that the story of uh, of Sarah Connor and uh, Kyle. What's his last name? Uh, you know who I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> does he have a like, Reese? Kyle yes, Reese. he does have a last name. Yeah, uh,
0: it's not to say that that's like the greatest love story of our era, but like, I I think it's more interesting on in, in some level. And uh, pa- <laughs> so part part of the reason that I am a little mad about this book is because I'm I'm queer, and there is a when you when you investigate this book there is circulating around it being like this is a great sapphic romance these characters are queer and also it's great that they're even though they use she her pronouns maybe they're non-binary who knows and well uh, this to me this reeks an awful lot of the kind of whole uh, Dumbledore is gay thing where I'm just like <laughs> I, I'm like oh are they yeah because there's so many rich details about how lesbian they are right
1: <laughs> well I mean I mean I mean they they are both identified as women in the book, but I I don't think it's very relevant. Well, but to the that, book, but which they is aren't k- k- kind of nice. N- no, but, but no, I, no, I disagree know.
0: because one we know so little about them in general. Two, it's not clear whether they're women robots. You know, are they human? That's a that's a big question for me because they won't because the authors won't give me those details. I know. Uh, I mean, let's see. What's a good lesbian romance?
1: Well, I, 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 I would, I would say, I would say they're barely human. But even that, I, I, I can't compare it to the Dumbledore thing because isn't the Dumbledore thing like he wasn't gay in the books, but like years later, like like after the books are out, suddenly you go, Dumbledore's gay, by the way. Right, but
0: I, like, okay, sure. It's it it is more intrinsically queer in that it is two characters who use she/her pronouns who fall in love. I i'm not it's not a one to one comparison by any means. what I don't like about this is that i don't it it is it is queer representation in name alone it's not it's not a very good authentic queer romance mm. um I, I i the only thing about like i agree that two lesbians would write these really you know windy letters to each other that part I agree with on a on a deep <laughs> level I'm not debating that. Um, I believe that they would, you know, sound like uh, like Victorian authors the entire time. That's fine. What I disagree with is the the lack of identity that the characters have, and and. I think as an author you could actually make that really interesting that if if Blue or Red's Arc was about how they were upset that their overriding futuristic government disabled any for, way for them to have identity whether that be physical or consciousness like that could be a fascinating angle for a character
1: I would love that that's not here at all No it's it, it, it's not and I think it's I think it's a better book for that for the, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's implied that they don't really have lives. I mean, I'm, in that we don't see them having lives, right? I, I don't think it's I don't I, I don't accept the narrative as being. No, I think they're as, as shying away from some part of their personal lives, like like they're not going back home to a cabin no, no, in the woods I'm not, and, and chilling. No,
0: out. You, you misunderstand me. I'm not saying that we're being neglected. Those scenes, I agree with you that they, they're being treated like workhorses by their authoritarian governments that they are mm-hmm. they only ever live to serve the mission right that's right. i i agree with you that that is what is actually happening in the book what i disagree with is that this entire book is the is the internal thoughts of these characters as remitted between each other via letters and because they don't have real identities as i would say it like this this book this mm-hmm. book is you know, it's a romance, but it's also because it's, uh, by the nature of the epistolary novel and being like a no, really overwritten romance, it is a character study. And but if it's a character study that doesn't tell you very much about the characters and the characters are not distinct from one another, it fails as a character study.
1: Well, well, and, and you're saying you're saying it's it maybe that it doesn't really qualify as a queer romance because they're not really they're it, they not would like, they're, not, they're not character enough to be yes, to, to right. Really they would have they would to. have to be people before they can be lesbians. That's a prerequisite. All right. I I, I buy that. I mean, I wouldn't. if somebody came to me and was like, "Hey, I love uh, queer romances. Can you recommend a book to me?" I, I, I might tell them about this, but I would stress that it's not like I, w- I would say. Now, my friend Willow has told me that this doesn't really qualify as a queer romance in the following ways. If, <laughs> that I would, I would qualify. You, it. See, I'm learning. I'm learning from
0: now. It. Now, granted, maybe I, I could see. I'm not. I am not non-binary, but I could see some non-binary person could read this and tell me, and I would believe them that they appreciated. How little gendered nature these characters have and how the fact that they have so little detail speaks to a desire to not be gendered to to have sort of an androgynous way of going through life because that is an experience that I have read about um Hmm. in second and third person that i do not experience myself if that is if that is what's going on if or if that speaks to that then then more power to the non-binary people out there that's cool i but i also don't know i don't i'm guessing here that that's probably not the author's intent
1: you you know what that comment i've been trying to figure out who i can hand this book to and now i know so thank you for that. That's perfect.
0: Also, all Not non also sure. all non binary people are in fact uh, indentured into a into a never ending <laughs> war of the future. Uh,
1: so in, I, I knew that's what you're saying, but I'm glad you said it. And didn't in that regard, ideas. it's
0: incredibly relatable. Um, I'm glad that somebody <laughs> <What>? <laughs> was finally brave enough to tell that story.
1: What 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 uh, have you agreed to read next time, Willow? <laughs>
0: Yes, the the next book that we are reading <laughs> is uh, "The Orphan Master's Son" by Adam Johnson,
1: which I think is about uh, North Korean North Korea North Korean agents. Uh, yes, my wife read it a long time ago, recommended it to me. It's been sitting on my to read pile for a while, and you have started it and not shied away from it. So we are we are go for that as the right. next title. Hopefully, okay, perfect, perfect. Well, um, if. Uh, if you can recommend a romance novel we might both like, please email us at uh, bookstabberpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email us uh, other suggestions for reading. Uh, we are, we are, oh, <laughs> we're not in a rut, but we're we're certainly, uh, it takes us a couple of books to try to figure out what, what to read. So uh, we are in, in search of books to read. Gene, Gene and
0: I are actively on, on the brink of murdering each other. Uh, Over (laughs) we are about picking the next book. It is uh, it's a blood feud.
1: But I started. The the great thing is we started talking about it a couple weeks ahead of time. When we set the date to record, we start talking about it, which is which is nice. So uh, next up, the Orphan Master's Son, and after that, uh, we'll figure it out. All right, thanks, Will. it has been fun. All
0: right, talk to you later. Okay, bye. Keep stabbing.
1: Keep stabbing.